You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. I always enjoy it when somebody manages to very concisely sum something up. And I was in a conversation earlier this week with a Swedish colleague of mine, a Swedish psychotherapist called Joran Hobery. And we were talking about all sorts of aspects of psychotherapy and psychology and memory reconsolidation and all these kind of things. But at the end, he said something about depression. And he said, depression is often a fantasy of future failure. And it kind of landed with me in terms of some aspects of how I see the depression. Well, some aspects of depression anyway. That sense of depression is often a fantasy of future failure. And I just wanted to break that down in this episode. Because there's a number of different elements in there. Depression is often a fantasy of future failure. So what what do we mean by fantasy in this kind of context? Well, by fantasy, what it basically means is we're engaged in a fantasy whenever we're making something up. So we imagine how something is going to be, especially with a fantasy of something in the future. You see, as humans, we're all blessed with this wonderful resource called the imagination. And it's a very, very powerful thing is the imagination. So that when we play that movie in our heads about the life that we're living, we can often scare ourselves or make ourselves feel hopeless and despondent because of the endings that we tag on to this movie. We'll often give ourselves catastrophic endings where we imagine ourselves failing or we give ourselves despondent endings where things don't work out for us. And when we imagine that kind of an ending to the movie we're living at the moment, then it's understandable that we start to feel miserable or stressed or anxious or even depressed. Now, the second thing to say about fantasy is that what Joram was talking about there is a fantasy of something that happens in the future. And we often speak, don't we, all of us, I'd say, with a certain amount of certainty about the future. Which is a strange thing, really, because how can we really talk with any certainty about the future when the truth is that we don't know and we can't know? If we were that good good at predicting the future, then, you know, we could just put the correct numbers on the lottery and, well, that would probably help. Because the future is one of those things that we can't... There's a whole host of things that we can't know that sometimes we pretend that we do, and it's things like what other people, what other people feel, what other people want. And we can't know that for sure because it's part of somebody else's internal world that we don't have access to, even if they tell us sometimes how they're feeling. We don't absolutely know because we've all told somebody that we're fine when we're not. 
But what will happen in the future is another one of those things that we can't know. And it's strange, really, to watch the news because I always thought that the whole point of the news is that it would tell us what's happened. You switch on the news and it tells you what's happened in the world. And yet it seems to me that a huge portion of the news is people fantasising about what's going to happen. So they'll say things like, this decision, Jim, will cause a lot of controversy. Now, they're not reporting on controversy that's actually taking place. They're fantasising about a controversy that hasn't taken place yet and may not. Or they'll say, this incident, Moira, will have a devastating impact on the economy. And again, they might be right. There might be some education behind it. But it's a fantasy because they can't possibly know. And we see this, actually. If you go back and watch old news programmes, you'll see all sorts of strange predictions about the future that never, ever came true. There used to be a TV programme, actually, when I was growing up, called Tomorrow's World. And they would kind of tell us how the future was going to look and all the different inventions and how they'd change our lives. And every now and again, they got it right. But it's really fun to go on YouTube and look at tomorrow's world and to realise just how few of the fantasies of the future actually came to pass. So we've looked at fantasy and that being us using that wonderful tool of imagination in order to tag on unhappy endings for ourselves. We've looked at that sense of the future being one of those things that we can't possibly know, that it has to be an imagining. And so the question comes up then, what can we do instead? You know, Joran said that depression is a fantasy of future failure. So what can we do instead? Well, given that we know our imaginations are powerful enough to make us anxious, to make us overwhelmed and ultimately to make us feel depressed, how can we use that power to our benefit? Well, if depression is a fantasy of future failure, what if instead we started a practice of having fantasies of future success? What if instead of these catastrophic endings that we give and tag on to the movies of our life, what if we gave happy endings to those movies in our minds instead? What if we saw ourselves not failing? What if we actually saw ourselves doing well? That would be us using our imagination as a resource rather than something that bogs us down into anxiety and depression. So here's a question I like to ask, and so I'll ask it of you. Let's just suppose that things were to get just a little bit better in this coming week. It doesn't have to be a massive improvement, just a little bit better. What is it that you would notice that would tell you that things are a little bit better? What are those changes that will have happened when things are a little bit better? that you can notice in order to realise, ah, I've taken a step forward here. This is a little bit better. What would you notice about yourself if things had gotten a little bit better? What would you see yourself doing? 
What would be different and better about, say, your relationships? What would be different and better about your environment or anything else that you might be able to think of that would just give you that clue, that little tap on the shoulder that says, look, things are a little bit better because look, this is different and it's improved. And as you come up with that and as you use your imagination to answer that question, really evoke that future fantasy of you doing a little bit better. Really evoke that future fantasy and the feelings that it brings up as you imagine yourself doing that a little bit better and all the changes that happen as a result of you doing a little bit better and the impact that it has on others and what they notice about you too. Really sit with that and evoke it and see what difference it makes. So let's have a quick recap. We started all this with my colleague Joran and his wonderful quote, which was, depression is often a fantasy of future failure. And we saw how we use fantasy a lot because we imagine how things will be. And often we'll imagine that in such a way that it gives us an unhappy ending, a catastrophic ending to our particular story at the moment. And so we imagine ourselves failing. And that naturally brings us to a point where we feel hopeless and despondent. And secondly, we saw that any kind of imagining about the future must be a fantasy because we can't know. And we might get kidded by the news that people know or by tomorrow's world. That TV show that I used to watch as a kid where the people were coming on and telling us what was going to happen, but they were, they, they were often wrong. And so if that is just a fantasy, if these kind of imaginings are just stories, really, then we can choose a different story. We can choose for ourselves a fantasy that's going to lift us up rather than knock us down. And so if depression is a fantasy of future failure, then we can create ourselves with this wonderful resource of the imagination that we've got fantasies of future success and of course I finished off with one of my favorite questions which is if things were to get just a little bit better in this coming week how would you know and once you use your imagination to conjure what that would look like what you would be doing you can really stay in that future fantasy really evoke the feelings of it and enjoy it and see what difference that it makes so thanks for listening. If you found this useful, then please spread the episode around so someone else can find it useful too. And speaking of depression, coming soon, I have a course called Nine Ways of Beating Depression. And if you want to sign up to the waiting list for that course, then just go to a sliceoftherapy.com forward slash nine ways. That's a sliceoftherapy.com forward slash nine ways. And maybe you'd even like to work with me one-to-one. I'm Alan Parry. You can find out more about that at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. And don't worry, of course, if you're not based in Liverpool, because I'm working online at the moment anyway. And so I have clients from all over the place. So if you're not local, 
still get in touch. That's liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. And, of course, please subscribe to the podcast as well because it's completely free and it means you'll never miss an episode again. So thanks again for listening and I'll see you again on the next one.